0: DJ80, time is 7.08. Welcome to Today's Entrepreneur, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Orlando's Josh Miller. Josh, how are you?
1: Dry in the studio, not in any floods. All yes,
0: good. No one got swept away, so that's a good thing. Uh, traffic, by the way, coming up in seven minutes. We'll have the latest on the chaos downtown. Uh, joining us in studio now from mummieslist.com is Marcy Brasnik and Antonella Argento. Uh, ladies, welcome.
2: Thank you. Hi, Dan. So uh, first,
0: we begin by maybe uh, just telling us a bit about Mommies List and what it is you guys do.
2: com is a loyalty program for moms. And essentially, we have what's called a mummy card. And it gives you discounts at over 300 vendors in and around the city. Um, We have a website that also connects mothers. And uh, we have different services on our website that uh, really help moms get get involved. So we have uh,
3: the... uh The Mummy Corner, which uh, connects other moms, connects moms with one another. Um, We also have a buy and sell section, which um, moms could sell their old, uh, you know, uh, children gear, uh, baby gear. I
1: thought you was going to say sell their children.
3: (laughs) We don't want to do that. No, no, no. Um, And uh, we also have a section called Additional Promotions, which uh, even though they get the uh, savings. Every time they use the card, our vendors are able to post on our website additional savings. Mm. Let it be um, 50% off if it's Boxing Day or um, Summer Savings.
1: Now, I, I know everybody wants to belong. You know, there, there's moms out there, and and for them to feel as if they're part of something is very special. Now, I understand what it does today, but let's turn the clock back a few years. How did MummiesList.com get started? How did you ladies get into this business?
3: Mummy start, Mummy's list started uh, as a hobby. Actually, it was a friend of ours that started Mummy's list uh, with music in the park. So basically, it was gathering moms together at a music class with their children, and then um, sh- we realized that uh, moms have a strong voice, and
2: we do make um, we do we make all the b- buying decisions at and- home. At home, and so we wanted to take that voice and really um, bring it to the next level. So we went out there and got uh, discounts. Sorry,
0: ladies, I just have to interrupt. Let's pause for some breaking news right now. <laughs> this breaking news.
2: Dan, the water main break downtown has finally been capped. There is quite a bit of damage. We see some debris. Some stores have been closed. But uh, luckily, the flow of water has now stopped. The city says it is turning its attention to cleaning up the mess downtown, spreading some salt because the water is freezing. We'll have more on our next uh, newscast at 7.30, Dan.
0: When news breaks out, we break in CJAD 800. Talk radio. All right, 7-Eleven, so a little uh, good news there. Finally, they have capped that water main break, so uh, it should get better eventually, but still very icy downtown. And uh, don't forget to send your pictures, your videos, and uh, your stories to your story at cjad.com, and we'll put them up on the web uh, this evening and tomorrow. Back with today's entrepreneur, Josh Miller, uh, and our guest, Marcy Braznick and Antonella Argento from mummieslist.com, and uh, let's uh, continue that conversation right now uh, talking about uh, about the website.
1: I think I think we were starting with how did it start, and you said you had a friend that began it. So was it something that was in existence for s- some time, and then you took it over? Where was the the inception? Yeah,
2: it was in existence for a couple of years, and uh, we took it over in two thousand and nine, about three years ago. Um, basically, I mean, we should tell them the story of how we met. Yeah, and
3: that's when we we really basically started growing Mummy's List.
2: So we met at a friend's party, and uh, it was like an antique show, and Antonella was selling, uh, she wasn't selling, sorry, she was giving away mummy cards, it was the end of the year. And I questioned, what was that? I was nine months pregnant with my third child, and um, we just got to talking, and we decided that we were a good match. And I started doing some marketing work, and then just became uh, partners. And we took the business now from... At the time, it was about 50 vendors, 400 members, and now we're at 7,000-plus members and over 300 vendors in and around Montreal.
1: Now, let's t- just talk, just before we get into the, the mechanics of it and, and how it's working, did you have? A, did either of you have a background in either websites or business or marketing or any of the like?
3: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I had a little bit. In, I had in business, but um, I was in a totally different industry and nothing to do with uh advertising, um, a little bit of marketing, but not advertising. Um, No, we were just two moms that um, decided we wanted a flexible work environment. Um, We wanted to do our own thing. Uh, We liked the idea. Um, We knew it could grow. Um, We saw the potential and we just ran with it. So
1: was any part of this, uh, the fact that you really need you said flexibility and I don't know how key that term is, but when you're I imagine if you're if you're raising a family or when you're raising a family and your spouse is, is working a little bit more full time, flexibility is important. Is that key or number one in this type of venture when you got into it?
3: Defin- definitely. Um, our days are not typical nine to five working days. Marcy and I are often on the telephone at midnight and five
2: AM. Or- And every weekend and around the clock and in between carpels and uh, whenever we can fit it in, basically. We do work uh, over 40 hours, for sure, uh, if not more, um, as most entrepreneurs uh, do. Um, But it's on our own time. So it doesn't uh, get in the way of picking up our kids from carpool or taking them to a skating lesson. Um, We really try and have balance in our lives and this was kind of the perfect scenario for us. Plus, we loved the concept. And we also, the, the
3: moms that work for us, we also encourage the flexible hours as well. We, uh, we think it's important as a mom. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we'll talk more about that after the break and, and working from home too and, you know, working around your schedule. Uh, MommiesList.com, Marcy Brasnick and Antonella Argento with us on Today's Entrepreneur 715 right now. CJAD 800 traffic. It's been a wild evening. Uh, here's Kira Yeager with the latest.
2: Yes, it has, and due to that water main break, we still have many uh, bus lines not really working right now.
0: 719 on Today's Entrepreneur, inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar and Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guests this evening, Marcy Brasnick and Antonella Argento of MummiesList.com, a business uh, that you run sort of partially from an office, partially from home. Do you find it difficult to, to get a lot of work done when you're working from home sometimes? Uh,
3: no, I... I mean, sometimes we actually get our kids to work for us.
1: Ah, slave labor! <laughs> volunteerism, volunteerism.
3: We have our kids stuffing envelopes, and um, no, it is, it is, it's to all time management.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, it can be very easy during the day when they're at school. We have a block of hours where you know working is easy, um, and when they're home, it's more difficult. But that's our time with them also. So you know, you put the kids to bed and you go back to work. Um yeah you have distractions but you have distractions really in any work environment so I, I i don't think it's much different it's really uh it's it's what appeals to you some people don't like working solo we do that helps us manage our time better um we can you know <clears throat> get up and do what we need to do errands you know wise and you know pick up our kids but we can you know be home when we want to be home and we can be in the office when we want to be with people so
1: So let's move away from the labor under 18 and go to the labor over 18. (laughs) And, you know, you you have a team working with you. How do you what's your style in working with them? Are you is it more of a collaborative nature? Is it more of they're really uncertain on the business? So you really got to say you do this, you do that a little bit more uh, dictatorial for want of a better term. How do, you, how do you kind of work with them?
3: Actually, it's, uh, it is it is collaborative. We have um, <clears throat> some staff that's been with us um, a long longer, longer than we've been yes. with Mummy's List. Um, and uh, we're very open to feedback. Um, and we know we have a sales force. And uh, we value their input because they're dealing with the vendors. They're yeah. dealing with the members. So um, it's important for us to, to listen to what they're telling us.
1: Is it very, with with the team that you have, do you tend to do things a little ad hoc here and there, or do you have set meetings, regular meetings, it's, you know, running it very regularly uh, versus, you know, picking and choosing here and there where to meet?
2: I would say it's a little bit of both. I mean, we have monthly sales meetings, and then we have things, exciting things that come up that we need to call a meeting kind of ad hoc. Um, But um, it's definitely, you know, we do have a routine, especially with the sales staff. Um, we do have a routine with administ- there's tons of administration, so our administrators uh, administrators are in the office and and working quite regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know the the whole entire setup is is very collaborative. Every, most of our of our staff are moms, so they're out there. They have the same kind of you know thoughts that we have, and it helps run our business. So. Was
1: it difficult to find some members of your team? How do you find them?
2: um
3: <clears throat> word of mouth most of the time but yes your the answer to your question is yes it is difficult to find to find staff but uh, most of our staff is uh is through people we know yeah
2: and and it's difficult because um people look at this business and they think oh great flexible work environment easy um it's fun but it's not easy it's a job and it's work and some people might not you know get that understanding until they're actually in it. And then it's a little bit of a surprise. But we so. make it fun. Yes, we
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're looking for people, do you do you specifically recruit people who are moms and who can relate to the brand?
3: Um, yes and no. <laughs> it, it's just so happened that most of our sales force are moms. Um, and I think what's appealing to them is the flexible hours. So basically, you could make a sales pitch with your baby in the stroller at the store that you shop at. And uh, we encourage that because, basically, we're encouraging the mom's voice.
1: Um, no, well, that's that's the whole thing. To yes, attract vendors, Exactly. you want them to know that moms are coming to visit their store. Yes. And I think when we come back, it's an interesting aspect is one of the benefits of mummieslist.com, from what I understand, is having enough vendors so that your members can get to enough places. And that's what we'll explore next.
0: Today's Entrepreneur with our guest Marcy Brasnick and Antonella Argento of mummieslist.com, 723 on CJAD. 726, welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur, our guest Marcy Braznick and Antonella Argento of
1: mummieslist.com Now, we left off talking, just touching on vendors. One of the biggest, of course, aspects and one of the biggest drives you have to make in building your business is finding enough vendors so that your members had a lot of access because what drives, who drives who? Is it the number, of that, the number of vendors that bring in your members or the number of members that attract your vendors? Say that 10 times fast. So how do you How did you find your vendors, like at the beginning, were there were there a number of them? You gave some numbers earlier? Maybe you can kind of backtrack a little bit and and give us a story of how you collect them.
2: It's a lot of it is the moms collecting them for us. They walk in the store and they say, "Hey." You guys don't take the mummy card. What do you mean? You don't take the mummy card? I deserve a discount. You guys should take the mummy card. So that happens a lot. And the other side is they don't say anything. The Shire moms and they email us saying we'd really like to get a discount at the store. So we'll call up that vendor and we'll say, listen, we got a request. Um, we think this will be great for you guys. And, and typically when that happens, they go for it. So
1: now are these a lot of oftentimes cold calls to the vendors? How do you find who the right person to speak to is?
2: They are. Um, Usually, you you ask for the manager of the store, the owner of the store. Um, Sooner or later, you you get to them. Uh, The local stores, the smaller local stores where there's only one of that store, it's much easier. The chains, it's harder. Um, The chains, we do. We do. We cold call. We call and say, who's your director of marketing? And then we get into a conversation, and hopefully they listen. Which we just signed our first
3: national, well, they're an international account, but we signed them nationally
1: now now so sir is it tough to get your foot in the door especially in national accounts or larger companies do you find they don't necessarily take you seriously
3: well it's not easy but we're pretty persistent
1: (laughs) (laughs) that we we can tell we
2: use our mom power (laughs) like we call we like to call it um, no, we're pretty persistent. We call and we call and we call and we say, you got to try it. You got to try it. Try in one store, try it in two stores. Um, a lot of the times um, we hit some of the national chains are franchise, So we hit the franchisees. We get one on, then we get a second one on and then a third one. And then we go nationally and we say, hey, we already have this many. Um, you should just, you know, pitch this to all of your stores. And... Um, you know it's working it's working
3: and if we are having trouble with one particular store that we have um, many mom requests we do ask the moms to go in like we'll write back to the moms and say well go in and mention mommy's list more often and then uh, that will probably sway the vendor to come
1: and is it a standard agreement across the board with all vendors they all have to follow the same terms and conditions
2: Um, no we um, part of the uh, draw is that we allow the vendors to customize their discount, um, we do ask for a minimum of ten to fifteen percent or value of. Um, we have a few vendors that don't offer that, but they have um, their price range of their goods is a lot higher, so even five percent is a is a good discount. Um, but um, you know. It just it just seems to to work that way.
1: It's persistence. It's yeah. really you just got to keep going after them and after them. You're up to how many vendors today?
2: Uh, we have over three hundred.
1: And when you first got into the business,
2: it's about fifty. Yeah.
1: So that's pretty good. And you have you have a sales force on the ground. It's not just the two of you or
2: yes we have a sales force on the ground and they go into the stores and um, a lot of our sales reps that come on it's because they want the discount they just really want to get a discount at particular stores so they they try it they pitch it it's stores they frequent and then um, once they get it they get into the groove and they start pitching it all over the place
1: So when we come back, Dan, I think we'll talk about marketing. Let's look at the other side of the coin. Where do the members come from?
2: All right. Today's Entrepreneur
0: with Marcy Brasnick and Antonella Argento of MummiesList.com. 7.34 on Today's Entrepreneur, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Josh Miller of Fuller Landau. And Josh, our guest this evening from MummiesList.com, Marcy Brasnick and Antonella Argento.
1: Now, we were talking about vendors there you know there's a few different important sides of this business from what i understand getting the vendors because that's what really drives the membership now how do you go out and get your members what marketing are you doing what do you where where are you driving that that membership to your to your website
2: we haven't done much informal marketing um we do do school fundraisers um where we go to the schools and we sell the mummy card and we give fifteen dollars back for every card sold to the school um, we also have social media, which we have, you know, a good following both on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and now we just uh, started Pinterest. Um,
1: Is that something that you've been doing for since you guys started no. or really kind of ramped up to there?
2: We ramped up. I mean, I, I would say we've only concentrated on social media over the last year, um, which was probably a little bit late, um, but it's ramped up pretty quickly, so we're happy with the result. Um, we, we've done a little bit of guerrilla marketing where we hand out um, postcards. Uh, our Music in the Park program, which is how Mummy's List started, we continue to do, um, which is a very inexpensive event that we do all summer long, um, 15 classes per week, it's 115 bucks for 10 weeks, and you can go to any or all classes with all of your children, um, 9 or 10 different entertainers, so it doesn't get boring, and uh, it's a place where you meet other moms and it's all um, sponsored by Mummy's List.
3: We also donate um, a lot of cards to a lot of different uh, fundraiser, fund, fundraisers. Yeah, galas. And I, I guess kind of I was going
1: to ask, how important is community give back to you? Is that part of what you would call your mission?
3: It, it is. It is very important, actually. Um, every card that we sell, five dollars online, online goes back to uh, the Montreal Children's Hospital. Um,
2: we we do tend to um, give we give cards a lot to different galas and. Um, events um, they're usually all women or children related to kind of keep with our our mission mommy's list Um, uh, is it a marketing tool It, it can be but it's also because we really believe in it Um, we do have kids and we are moms and we want to be good examples for them and for our communities.
1: Now we were talking about and and I think one goes hand-in-hand with the other you find many entrepreneurs that want to give back to the community certainly it benefits their business but benefits their hearts because that's part of their drive as well and I think one goes hand-in-hand with the other it's about planning too it's about knowing where you're going a lot of entrepreneurs and this leads me to the question of business plan Mm -hmm. when you first started did you set out a formal plan of how you're going to attack this business?
3: When we first took over, no, we didn't We didn't have a business plan at all. Um, I mean, this was all new to us. Uh, today we do. We do have a business plan. We have a focus and we have a vision. So we know where where Mummy's List was, where it is today, and where we're going to take it.
1: How important was <laughs> that? I mean, what was the turning point to say, you know what, maybe we got to put plans uh you know a little formalization pen to paper and say we got to figure out exactly where we're going and not just ride by the seat of our pants was there a kind of an aha moment or something clicked
2: um i think that i mean we were we've tried different things it was a work in progress and uh some things worked some things didn't uh we wanted we started off wanting to be an everything kind of website and then we realized that it was too much uh, to start. So we really needed to put focus. So yeah, it, it was a bit of an aha moment. And it was a learning experience. Um, but we got there. And and we are focused now. Um, and we do know where we're taking the company. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think a business plan is important, or at least to have some sort of guide guidelines, just so you know, um, where to go and what direction to stay focused on.
1: Part of any business plan there is, of course, the the mission and the marketing and the people. I guess there's also a finance side. How do you manage cash flow or maybe I should put it differently in saying when you first got into this, was managing cash flow a an experience that you've had before, and how have you learned how to manage cash flow during the last few years? We've learned. <laughs> um, out of necessity, yes. maybe.
3: Um, I mean, at the beginning, money would come out, money would go out. Money, money would come I mean, in, yeah. money would go, go out. out. Going uh, out twice
1: is a little yeah. hard.
2: Yeah. Um, so, but we, we, we've done this organically. Like, we have not um, gotten any investors involved. Um, we've really been able to stand on two feet, and the business has grown. Have um, you ever
1: been tempted to say, you know what, if we had X amount more dollars, we could make so much more out of it?
2: Yes, <laughs> and, and we, do, we do have plans in the future that uh, we'll keep to ourselves for now, but um, um, we are tempted, but right now, um, the way it's running, it's running well. So
1: Now, you've been in business for a few years. You've each come into the business with different backgrounds, I presume different strengths, uh, maybe different weaknesses. Do you complement each other? How do you determine the roles, like who's responsible for what? Was that clear from the get-go?
2: Um, I wouldn't say it was clear. I mean, I think we overlap a lot. Um, I mean, I would say that I'm more of the tech side person. Um, I manage the sales staff. I'm more sales and Antonella is more of the organizational side and she manages the administration and uh, social media and and communication, I should say, to our members is probably both, a little bit of both of us. Um, Marketing, uh, we make decisions on together uh, finance. Antonella works on it a little more than I do. Um, but we still bounce things off of each other. So it's pretty, it's pretty balanced. It kind of just
3: goes. Yeah. Fell naturally, like whatever.
1: And, and naturally you always agree with one another. We do. we do <laughs> the, ha- the time. What happens in the in the some disagreements? How do you how do you deal with that? Uh, I mean, looking at the two of you now, it doesn't appear that there's really difficulty in dealing with any type of conflict. But how do you deal when you when you disagree?
2: I think we just talk it out. I mean, we're both yeah. pretty passionate about the business, and uh, you know, some parts of it I'm more passionate about. Some parts of it Antonella's, and and in those cases we kind of defer to each other. Like, you you believe in it more, you do it. Um, but no, I mean, we bounce things off sometimes our, our husbands and, you know, they'll help us, you know, talk through it or let us help us see the other side of things. But really Mm -hmm. like it doesn't even get that far. The the truth is we, we hardly argue about work. We argue about other stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about in terms of your team? Do you consult them to get ideas uh, for the business?
3: We, We do. We do. Um, actually we're having a meeting tomorrow. We're brainstorming, um, uh, for our future newsletters and uh, social media, but uh, yes, we do we do rely on our on our sales staff and our uh, our team a lot.
0: And tell us a bit about social media too, because that's a thing that's increasingly important. Uh, how how much of your your energy get, gets focused into Facebook and Twitter and, and now Pinterest?
2: Um, Well, we do have uh, someone uh, as part of our team that focuses on social media for us, and and she really guides us. Um, But we do have our own ideas, our own stories we kind of throw at her and and tell her, you know, try and incorporate this somehow. Um, It is a big focus. It's very, very, very important. Um, Most of our moms um, are very strong on Facebook, we've seen, Twitter, not as much. uh, Twitter, we have a lot of vendors actually, and we get a lot of vendors through Twitter, so it's important from from mm-hmm. that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinterest has really become popular, especially amongst mothers, uh, and we just created our account the other day, mm-hmm. and it's already built up a lot. So it's we see the importance. It's just getting to it all and and keeping it keeping it there.
1: You briefly mentioned before, kind of about your husband's and their slight involvement in some of this. Do you, you know, bouncing ideas off of or or using outside advisors, a lot of time when, you know, Dan and I talk to entrepreneurs, we ask about their mentors and and people that kind of help guide them through business. Do you have mentors? Uh, I mean, who would you say is probably your best mentor or group or whoever along the way has helped you out?
3: I think our husbands have helped us out a lot, being that they're both lawyers. So a lot of our legal stuff is done for us.
1: That's why the girls don't fight, the men fight their lawyers.
3: <laughs> but I think we also go to um, friends and other moms.
2: And, and vendors, actually. And vendors. Vendors that have been with us a long time. We, we go to them and we say, what do you think of this? Like, is this a good idea? And they'll tell us, uh, you know, no, it's not a good idea. Don't do that. Or yes, it is. Um, and members as well we also do a lot of talking I, and that's actually a lesson I learned from Antonella because um, she doesn't turn down any kind of uh, interaction so you know if someone calls us and say I have an idea about this we, we call them back and we listen to it because uh, some of our best ideas have come through a brainstorming session with just a random person or a random mother.
1: have you I mean your your business is website based have you learned a lot from the internet and creating and developing and maintaining a website?
2: Yes (laughs) and we're still learning there's no there's no perfection um our website Where do you where
1: do you learn like is this something you just kind of do on the go?
2: We do, we, we read articles, we look at different things, but it's really just, um, you know, trial and error. Like we've put together some things and, and as you use it, you realize, oh, that doesn't work or, oh, that really works well. And so we just kind of, you know, go from there. And now we've learned to ask a lot of questions.
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll ask more questions speaking of uh, websites to uh, Fuller Landau's IT guy Kevin Ammerman so we'll talk about e-commerce and all things related to that 7.49 on today's entrepreneur inspiring stories from outstanding business people Dan Delmar and Josh Miller of Fuller Landau our guests this evening Marcy Brasnick and Antonella Argento from com. and we also bring into the conversation uh, Kevin Ammerman from Fuller Landau he is the tech guy over there and we're going to talk some e-commerce Josh
1: and I, I think, you know, there's a whole back end to this business. I mean, mummieslist.com is, is one of a number of businesses that really rely on a website. It relies on a back end and their members, their customers, their clients have to be, have access to this site 24-7. So, Kevin, thank you for joining us. And I guess the, the kind of question or the challenge to entrepreneurs who have this type of business is how do they make sure they keep it up and running? How do they make sure there's no downtime?
4: Well, a lot of entrepreneurs and smaller businesses and growing businesses have done a fantastic job of making sure that their offices or their even just their laptops that they do their work from uh, are backed up and taken care of and they've got a spare computer. But in a lot of cases, they forget that the, uh, their, wipes, their website on, might only be hosted on one server sitting in a dark closet at some uh, internet provider. Um, You've got to plan ahead a little bit and have... Uh, contingency plans. Maybe there's a power failure at your ISP. Uh, maybe you're on a, a a bigger system, you're using Amazon or one of these big guys that's uh, got redundancies in place, but they have their bad days too. So you got to make sure that uh, you've got the basis covered and you've got a, a fallback plan.
1: Now, it's not just backups or recovery or plans for big business. Small businesses do have some cost effective plans, don't they?
4: Yep, and, and customers expect everybody to have 100% uptime these days. It's not, not just the big guys that expect expected to be there all the time. Uh, your client, if, if your website is down, you can't tell them you're having problems, so they just assume that you're not there anymore. So you got to make sure that they have a way to know that, that you're there, that you're responsive, and that you can you can uh, deliver as promised.
1: Now, are there any specific types of, I mean, do, do do entrepreneurs have to know about hardware and software? Do they outsource? Do they do it in-house? how do they navigate through where you know is there anything online they can
4: find unless you're very technically oriented it's really really good idea Uh, once you're getting into e-commerce to make sure that you've got good professionals helping you out uh, to make sure that those professionals do have a plan and that they provide you with a a way to implement that plan so uh... if your website goes down at two o'clock in the morning but most of your clients are on another continent. Uh, your, your local technical support not, might not be available, but you've still got uh, clients calling and asking for help. So you got to make sure that you can deal with that yourself or have people in place that can do it uh, on your behalf.
1: Marcy Antonella, do you outsource your back-end part, your website, your make sure it's up and running? You Is that You do? <clears throat> Is that something you kind of learned from, the, get, from the, the beginning? It's like, better have somebody to take care of it?
2: Yes, definitely. Definitely. And, and it, it's hard to find the right person, for sure.
1: Any challenges that, I mean, did that, you know, in keeping it up? I mean, do clients, do customers kind of give you any ideas about any of this, any of this um, uh, keeping things going? Do they, do they complain? Is it monitoring?
4: Uh, Well, it depends. There's clients and there's clients. The businesses usually get the the feedback directly from their customers. So it's usually the, that, uh, that, at that point of sale where the, the, the grief comes in and all too often the, the, the information, the feedback you get isn't verbal, but it's in the form of non-sales. You're, you're, you're just not getting the performance that you expect based on the visits that you're getting to the website. So you got to make sure that there's ways that you can sort of read between the lines and make sure that uh, you're getting the information you need to see if people are having problems.
1: I think and the message that the entrepreneurs take is make sure you have the right person on the job. Make sure that your, your site doesn't go down because it can affect sales. And I think when we come back after the break, we'll talk a little bit about website design and making sure it looks as well as it works.
0: And of course, the one piece of advice the Mummies have for today's entrepreneur. 7.54 remaining moments on Today's Entrepreneur with Marcy Brasnick and Antonella Argento of MummiesList.com and Kevin Araman from Fuller Landau, in charge of IT stuff
1: there. And we're talking e-commerce, Josh. And we were talking about the backup and the servers and to make sure that your site doesn't go down because customers, they can't have a site going down. Otherwise, they might not come back. That's one part of it. Another part of it, of course, is how does a site work? How does it look? How does it designed? Any guidance on that, Kevin?
4: Uh, well, uh, what I've heard from a lot of uh, smaller businesses is that uh, flexibility is key. So they, uh, it's not uncommon for companies to go through a number of iterations of their website to, to have to develop it and redevelop it over and over again. But to try and make that as, as painless as possible, to get on a flexible platform, to make sure that if you have to make changes, be they big or small, uh, that you have the capability to do that quickly and without too much additional expense in the design. Ladies, have
1: you gone through changes in your website design, its functionality?
2: We've actually redesigned our website twice. And um, we still have issues with its functionality and design. We've also learned from a business perspective what's, more important to show on your website and what's less, what goes above the fold and below the fold, um, which is a learning process and it is very expensive. And uh, actually, if we would have met Kevin before, we would have had <laughs> a little better advice because our, our backend system is custom, not a flexible system. So it is quite costly every time we wanna make mm-hmm. a change. Um, it had to be kind of custom because of the way our business works um but if we were a little more you know versed in 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 websites then we may not have gone that route and it it might have been easier to change some of the things fast sooner than later
1: who do you solicit to help improve the functionality of your site is it just based on your own use and knowledge do you kind of use any of your vendors or customers or 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 sales team um
2: mo- oh. moms are very vocal yes. <laughs> yes yes they they tell us when something doesn't work yes. over and, and over and again. also
3: i mean when we d- designed our website we, we thought of certain things but then once you start using something then you realize oh we forgot about this and we forgot about that
2: so yeah it's it, yes. it's a function of both we we get we we get uh, our community telling us and then we also get our team and and just us i mean things annoy us you know daily and we're like we need to fix that yeah. but it it and goes it, on it goes on a list of things that we need to and you're vocal too Yes. Yes. Uh, Kev-
1: Kevin, has has technology changed drastically in the last three, five, seven years to either help make web design a little easier, ch- functionality?
4: Uh, I think the technology's changed and that it's a little bit more flexible now. Uh, people can try things out and uh, revert the changes quicker and, and, and deal with those kind of changes. Um, but it really comes down to the design and the, the functionality of the site. And that, that really hasn't changed in a long time. Uh, people have always expected sort of the same experience when it comes to especially shopping online. And the the technology, yes, has evolved a little bit, but uh, it's, it's the design that, that really drives that technology.
1: How about creating your own site? Simple business starting up. There are places to go that they can just create their own site. They don't have to rely on a professional. If you want to keep it simple, of course.
4: Uh, if it's very, very simple, yes, for sure. Uh, it is a very much uh, a get-what-you-pay-for kind of environment. There are lots of free sites out there, free blogging sites and things like this. Uh, but if you're you're trying to do business online, if you're actually trying to buy and sell things online, you, you got to invest a little bit of time and money in it.
1: And certainly it sounds like, based from you know Kevin, your comments, and Antonella and Marcy... Your experience is certainly in, in redesigning, relooking it a couple of times that you really have to invest the time and effort and energy to make sure things are working and things are working constantly. So as we come to the end of the show, kind of turn to Marcy and or Antonella and ask them our favorite question. What piece of advice would you give to today's entrepreneur? Do
2: you want to start? Go ahead.
3: <laughs> well, I would say to uh, to believe in yourself and your product. And to stay focused.
2: And and be quite passionate. You really need to, uh, you know, showcase that to, you know, your your audience. Because if you believe, and then everybody else will. So
1: And find a partner who will finish each
0: other's sentences.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and not necessarily, you know, marry a couple of lawyers that will help figure everything <laughs> out. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Uh, Dan, I'll, I'll tell you the, the one takeaway I get. And, and I know we, we've heard it before. and But it certainly bears repeating as we hear the story of, finding the vendors and making sure the, the, the moms and the clients come on board is perseverances. Keep hitting the pavement, keep going, pushing your, your team, pushing yourself, knocking on doors. Uh, the right reason is there. Uh, as it was said here, be passionate, believe in yourself and believe in your product. And as long as you have that and you keep pushing, success will certainly follow.
0: All right. Thanks, Josh. Uh, thanks to Marcy Brasnick and Antonella Argento from mummieslist.com and Kevin Amerman, IT specialist at Fuller Landau. Thanks, everyone, for participating tonight. Thank thanks you for having, you. having us. Uh, don't forget, you can reach Fuller Landau during business hours at 514-875-2865 or visit www.flmontreal.com. Josh, we're back in two weeks from tonight. Um, next um, a week from Monday, 7 p.m. here on Newstalk Radio, CJAD 800.